Welcome to the Pursuit of Progress podcast, where the goal is to share stories and strategies to help more people like you find success in the fitness and personal training industry. And today's mini episode is actually inspired by a recent conversation that I had here on the podcast with Coach Rick Chavez, great coach, trainer, educator down in the Miami area. And so if you haven't listened to that podcast, you definitely should. And if you have, then this topic might resonate with you and ring a bell. And it's a concept that I want to call the power of the hybrid fitness pro. And this is something that I just discovered personally along the way early on in my training career. And then one down the road that we actually ended up using and modeling when it came to initially teaching at the Axiom Fitness Academy, how we spoke about the benefit of being able to do both group classes, group training, whatever you want to call it, and personal training. Um, as well as, you know, really what we expected of new coaches and trainers at my gym, Gravity and Oxygen, when they came on. And so if I take a step back for a second, I know when I first got certified, right, did my A certification back in 2006 and started training at the university, small, middle of nowhere, liberal arts school, Truman State University back in uh, Missouri. And when I first started there, you know, I was working at the recreation center, training students, training teachers. And I was really just focused and dialed in on wanting to do one-on-one training, maybe wanting to get in and do performance with athletes. And so I was really focused on that, right? I started taking on one-on-one clients at the gym. And I was also doing some shadowing, some volunteering with the strength conditioning program at my undergrad. And uh, around the same time, I met probably one of my first and maybe honestly one of my most consistent training partners that I've ever had, Ken Grasso, um, which gosh, by chance, Ken, if you're out there listening, uh, hey man, I appreciate you. But uh, but Ken was, honestly, I looked at him, he was like the model trainer to me. He was a couple years older, had been training, guy was a machine, you know, busy with training, but also taught group fitness classes. And that was one thing as we started working out, I'm like, man, why are you spending time teaching these, you know, these group fitness classes? Because um, back then, right, 2006, really this whole concept of like boot camp, group training, you know, functional training, circuit training, everything that's going on inside of a lot of gyms now. It's what we did at Gravity and Oxygen, um, F45, a lot of other organizations. It wasn't really happening. You know, it wasn't really popular. So really group was really group fitness. You know, you're in a traditional group fitness room, wood floors, mirrors, you know, core classes, BOSU classes. And uh, to me, like, I just didn't have much of an interest, honestly, you know, playing sports. I never went to group fitness classes. So it just didn't really seem like my thing. So I'm like, Ken, like, why are you, like, what are you spending time doing teaching these classes? Like, obviously you're pretty busy with one-on-one. And, uh, and he was like, first off, Joe, right? You're a college guy. There's nothing but women in there. So I was like, okay, that's all I need to know. Um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to come to one of your classes and see, especially if there's a lot of girls, um, that's all you need to say. Um, but what he kind of cued me in on, he's like, this is my number one source of one-on-one clients. And immediately I was like, oh, Okay. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And so I went to a couple of his classes. You know, I took a few weeks, went to a few different classes. He taught some core classes, some glute classes, you know, ones that were very popular. And uh, he had a really consistent group of people coming in. And, uh, you know, and, and throughout those classes, never at one point in time did he really like hard pitch. Hey guys, I'm looking for clients. If anyone wants to train with me. But uh, just over time, people would find him. And, uh, and that's, like he said, it was the number one way that he got busy initially with training. So I was like, okay, all right, cool. Well, like that's enough to pique my interest. 
And that started out with me teaching group fitness classes, TRX classes, core classes, BOSU classes. I mean, honestly, everything throughout my undergrad and my graduate career as I was training at the same time. And, uh, and you know, so I, it, for me, it opened up my eyes to the potential of being able to do both. Because even if I look back then, I definitely saw a lot of the other one-on-one only trainers take a lot longer to get busy. Like it was just a, a greater delay because they just were doing one-on-one training versus having both in between. And so if you're listening to this right now uh, and you're newly certified or you're just even in your first couple years and you're only doing one of those right? Because some of you might have gone on and, hey, maybe you got into fitness because you loved group classes. I know we've had a lot of people come through the Axiom Academy that have done that. You know, even though they got personal training certified, they loved group classes. They loved the energy. And so that's where they went right into. They went right into teaching there. Um, But if you're only doing one of those, I want to try to convince you in this little mini episode of the power of doing both and why I think it will not only be better for your long-term business, building your own brand, building your own income, but also potentially a way to keep you excited about and enjoying what it is that you're doing Um, because it could be tough doing the same thing for a long period of time. So uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is just straight up the benefit of getting busier faster. One of the biggest challenges for most new personal trainers, and I know it was for me, right, was just being in front of more people. You know, I I had the benefit. I started out at a campus rec. And, uh, you know, so at the time, like income was a little bit less, it was a little different for me versus once I started working in a corporate gym. But then same thing, once I started there, it was all about like the number of people I could get in front of because I knew if I could get in front of more people, if I could get more people in even just a first training session with me, like I was, I was pretty good at that point, you know, so it was ended up being kind of a numbers game of just getting in front of enough people to get enough shots to get better. Um, at bringing people in because you're just not going to be that great at it in the very beginning. And so you need numbers. And, uh, and I'm so glad, you know, for me, I was very lucky and fortunate to not have to worry about income as much when I first started out. So I could just focus on getting better. And because of that, I mean, I definitely made a lot of mistakes. I, I did not have a high closing percentage when I first started even training at Campus Rec, especially when I got into the corporate world. Um, and on, you know, I, I made up for it. I made up for it with the other things that I was doing. And so the cool part about it, and this is what, uh, you know, Rick was talking about in the podcast was one of the benefits of just being in front of so many people, you know, for him, he's down in Miami. He teaches now at Barry's Boot Camp, right? Which is, you know, a very affluent, great clientele, great potential personal training clients. And he's in front of not just like the handful of people he's training every day, but, you know, he might have 20 to 30 people in a class and he might be teaching three or four classes in a day. And so, you know, he's in front of a lot of people, he's got a lot of shots at building rapport and building his personal brand. And I think early on, like that just matters so much. If you guys are starting out inside of a facility, just being there, being active, being known, being a personality, being someone that people are going to talk about is, uh, is pretty valuable, right? You know, I mean, I, I would imagine for others that are listening that maybe are busier trainers can relate to that being a pretty important part of getting started. You know, for me, it was, it was not just teaching a couple group fitness classes, but I worked out there. I played basketball there. I was there a lot. So it only made sense that people got to know me as the personal trainer there. And it just became part of my personality, part of my persona, 
Um, and you know, again, I think that that served me really well along the way and it still serves me today. It's been a long time building that reputation and brand because it doesn't happen quickly, but I think it's powerful. And so I think getting into, especially for those of you who maybe you're only doing one right now, maybe you're only doing, or you're interested in one-on-one, um, I implore you to try. And this is to say not everyone guys, not everyone's going to be good at both. I think I was more outgoing. I already did actually like group environments. I liked public speaking. There were things that I was already doing that led to me being pretty good at group classes. Um, But I just hadn't thought about it that way. And so I think for some of you guys who like, maybe you're really focused, even if you only want to build your one-on-one business is take a shot, you know, whatever gym you're at, try to get into small group training, group classes, anything that's going to put you in front of more people. Even if you don't want to do it forever, it could be a really great way to get you in front of more people. And then over time, and this is probably the key element, is over time, build more more one-on-one clients. Um, because I think with that, you know, comes uh, an interesting balance of adding value versus pitching. You know, and, and Rick mentioned this as he was talking about this in his podcast, you know, with what he does down in, in Miami and where he's been as he's taught different group classes is... You know, you're very rarely going to hear him saying, hey, guys, I have an open group. I have an open one on one slot. You know, if you're interested, if you like my classes, then uh, let's talk after class. I'm not saying that that's bad. Right. If you're trying to get busy, people do have to know what you do. So it's okay to do that. But I wouldn't do it every time. Right. Maybe if you're teaching classes, maybe every you know, uh, four or five weeks, you might say something like that. But the best thing's going to happen is that like people are just going to come up to you. They're going to talk to you after class. You're going to have these great little coaching experiences during where you're just able to build more value and you're able to start picking up on like, hey, who might be a good candidate? Who really vibes with me? You know, who could probably use some extra help? Maybe they're only taking two classes a week, but they need more. Um, you just got to get to know people more. So be patient with that. But I'm telling you, you do it, get in front, start teaching classes for a couple of months. And all of a sudden, you you know, it's another potential referral source of clients for you. So that's one piece of it. The benefit of just getting in front of a lot of people. The second benefit of the three that I want to present you guys is the income benefit, right? Like the, the biggest challenge for a lot of new coaches and trainers, regardless of the age, right? Because a lot of our Axiom Academy students are actually in career change. They're in their 30s and 40s, maybe 50s and 60s even. And so the income piece is different. But you know, for a lot of people, the ability to do this long enough and make enough money to keep doing it, that honestly, that's what whenever we talk about traction at the academy, that's what I see as traction. You know, it might be a different number of hours and a different income level, but it's getting to that point where you can be like, okay, I can breathe for a second. This is working. I'm gonna be able to make this work. And that takes some time. Um, so I look at it, uh, you know, the, the double-edged sword with the group classes is that many times, depending upon the gym, right? Cause it's not every, some gyms, you might not make as much while you're teaching a group fitness class or a group training class as you do one-on-one. Um, although like that's not every place. There are plenty of places, you know, like Rick, for example, teaching classes at Barry's bootcamp in Miami. Like I have a feeling he's probably making pretty good money per hour, especially if his classes are busy. So I don't want to pretend like there's no money in group classes because that's not true. But in the beginning, there might not be a ton, right? And you might be comparing like, oh gosh, you know, I'm getting paid 30 bucks an hour to teach this group class. And maybe I get paid 40 or 45 by the gym to train this client or this private client that I have. And, uh, you know, it's a a hard comparison to make. Um, The benefit of the group classes, especially in the beginning, if you have them kind of scattered, I'm not saying you got to teach 16 a week, but even if you had three or four scattered throughout the week, is they become pillars in your schedule, 
right? Like, you know that if you show up, right, and you, you obviously keep delivering your classes, your energy, your programming, you're going to get paid during that hour. And that class is going to happen, whether there's seven people or there's 17 people. Um, you know, again, there might be changes in pay, but either way, it's a consistent block on your schedule. And no matter how good you get, no matter how long you train, you'll never have that with one-on-one, right? Even these days, you know, I'm, I have amazing, I'm fortunate to have amazing clientele, many of them who've been with me for a long time. Um, but just today, as I'm literally recording this podcast, you know, I had two clients that canceled morning of. Now, thankfully, I have a good relationship and, and you know, set up structure where I still got paid for those two sessions. But either way, like, I'd rather be training, right? I'd rather be giving someone some value. And so, uh, you know, that's tough. And especially early on, you know, you're more flexible with people. So from the one-on-one standpoint, you know, even if you have really good people, the most committed person who's training three times a week, on average, they're going to train twice because just life's going to happen. Things are going to come up, kids, work, whatever. And so, uh, you know, the benefit is, you know, maybe I can make more individual money from one-on-one training, but the downside is, is there can oftentimes be that instability. So for a lot of people, I really like the hybrid approach because it just allows you to create a little bit of stability with your group classes while you're building up your one-on-one. And I just think the, the ratio of those two, you've got to be really smart and strategic about because it's also pretty easy to get so busy with group classes that you have no time for one-on-one. So, you know, be smart about how much you take on. I taught a lot of group classes back in the day. I found the sweet spot for me was between four to six classes a week where, you know, I might have two on one day. Some days I had none, you know, it kept me excited about teaching them. It was a consistent little block and, uh, and it kept me in front of more people, right? So there was always still the potential of me having some people roll over into my one-on-one training. And I can tell you from, you know, again, I had the benefit of owning the gym and everyone wants to work with the owner, uh, back whenever I owned gravity and oxygen. But for those five years, that was a huge source of, of training, uh, you know, referrals for me. And even more so I can 100% say that my wife, Megan, who's definitely a better trainer than me, but she always loved, she's probably one of the best group instructors that I've been around. People loved her classes. She loved teaching and it was so obvious and she coached so heavily inside of those that that was the number one way she got so busy with training when we opened the gym, right? She taught a lot of classes. People loved her. They wanted more of her. They wanted more coaching. And gosh, I mean, probably 70% of her one-on-one clients came directly out of group classes, you know, some who would do both and some who said, Hey, you know what? Like I met you in group classes, but I want to one-on-one train with you. So, um, I just, uh, I want to convince you that it could be a great opportunity if you're not thinking about it right now. And so even as you're looking at the locations, you might start working is looking for the ability to do both because I think it can help accelerate how busy you get, how fast and early on first year or two, it's just learning it's reps. And so you want to be in an environment where you can get as many reps as possible. And, uh, and that brings me to my third point. My third reason why doing group classes, this hybrid model of being able to teach group and one-on-one can be so beneficial is just the ability to get more reps, right? I talked about being in front of more people, you know, being able to have more shots on goal, right? Like having a bigger audience. That's important as you're trying to get busy with one-on-one. You want more people to know of you, right? There's part of its brand building, part of it's just having uh, you know, uh, better marketing ability, everything. So you're getting in front of more people, which is good. The second piece was maybe some stability in your income as you're trying to build your one-on-one clientele, right? And you're building this referral source. And the third one is actually just from a coaching perspective. And this is one that I like. I've thought about, but I don't think I verbalized as well as Rick did on our podcast interview, which is just your ability to get better at coaching much faster. 
you know, it's very different. You'll find when you have a, a one-on-one clientele, right? You're able to fix every little nuance in the moment, even if you shouldn't, you know, you have the ability to kind of make those little micro corrections. In a group environment, you really don't, right? I mean, you can be great. I consider myself, my wife, others that I've trained with to be phenomenal, like best in industry, group class coaches, but you can't keep your eye on everyone for the entire hour, you know, when there's 25 to 30 people. It's just not gonna happen. It's a different product. And so the cool part is, is all of a sudden it really forces you to get more efficient, more creative, and even varied with your coaching cues. You know, you might you might have some coaching cues that aren't working in your one-on-one session, but you're able to like give them some manual cues and like problem solve and do some other things. You have more time, right? More flexibility with that one person. And as you get to know that one person, you kind of start to know what cues work and what cues don't. So you can give them those. With a group class or a group group fitness class, group training class, whatever, you don't have that benefit, right? Like you have to have the ability to coach different people, someone who might be an auditory learner, a visual learner, kinesthetic learner, you have to be able to give those cues simultaneously or pick up on as a class very quickly what is and isn't working. Um, And then also be able to have tact, which is tough for some people, you know, not just yelling over the microphone if you got a mic, but like have tact to be able to go up and and connect with people one-on-one to help them make those little adjustments. Um, Because let's be honest, like even in a group class, nobody wants to do it wrong. You just might be giving them a cue and it's just not sinking in. Like it just doesn't resonate. They don't do well with auditory cues. They need someone to show them or or give them something different, right? So I think it definitely forces you just to be a better coach. Um, how to verbalize things, how to make sure you show things, how to get different angles on people. Um, and then even too, like how to better structure your programming, you know, because you might have some clunky programming with a one-on-one client. You know, we were bouncing around from equipment and it doesn't flow really well together or whatever it might be. And, you know, you're able to manage it because you're there, you're having conversation with a group class, like that flow from exercise to exercise is really important. You know, that it's thought out while you're doing this to that. Um, so I think it makes you better at those things, you know, to be able to warm up an entire group of 20, 25 people and have them get into better positions efficiently, you know, in a short amount of time, it just really forces you to think a lot of things out. And then all of a sudden the cool part is, is you'll find I did, I found this, this was probably my biggest takeaway when I started teaching group fitness classes is, you know, I, I really honed in on something like a, like an RDL or a single leg RDL or just something kind of technical. And if I could teach it well to 20 people, gosh, one person was so easy. Like one person became so easy. So it just made me a better one-on-one coach. And being a one-on-one coach also made me a better group instructor. I could see that I had something different. I had a different angle than the people who were only doing one or the other. Either A, the people who were only doing one-on-one like they were missing out on something that I had. Maybe it was the experience I was delivering, right? There's like the entertainment value you think about with group classes. And sometimes people forget that in one-on-one. So I just found that it made me much better at bringing the two together and, you know, creating a great brand around fitness and training, be in front of a lot of people. You know, people, I'd be one-on-one training and someone from a group class would come up and say hi. Like it just, it created a better business for me, hands down, 100%. And I do not believe that I would be where I am today from a training standpoint, from a speaking, educating standpoint, if I had not been convinced to get into doing some group classes and one-on-one. So hopefully if you guys listen to this, hopefully this gave you guys enough reason to think about it. Maybe either A, if you're already doing it or you were thinking about doing both, I just want to confirm that it can be a great, great route. 
Um, or if you've never thought about it, it's something that you should think about. You know, again, you may find that you hate one or the other and that's okay. Not everybody has to do both. You can be successful. Plenty of coaches have just doing one or the other. But I truly believe in our ever-evolving landscape of the industry, you know, uh, the group, the group gym, group class industry is very interesting right now. Lots of competition, commoditized, you know, small group training is a massive potential. Honestly, probably one of my favorite ways of training people. And it's kind of in between those two as well. Um, and one-on-one training is never going to go away, right? There's always going to be an affluent clientele, I believe, who are willing to, t- you know, pay a premium for great coaching and training with people who just live to do this stuff. And if that's you, then you're my kind of person. So if you got some value out of this or you get value out of any of the podcast episodes, then please don't forget to go on whatever platform you're listening this on. It's probably pretty easy to find the review section. Review the podcast, subscribe. We're gonna continue or I'm gonna continue to be committed to bringing topics, specific topics like this that are a little bit more focused and dialed in in addition to bringing on interviews like those with Rick who I had recently. So if you haven't listened to that interview, make sure you guys after this, go check that out. A lot of great stuff that we talked about here and so much more. Um, I appreciate you guys and I am, uh, I'm glad to have you guys with me as a part of changing the world one rep at a time.